okay given a let's take one by one there are quite lot okay can you explain the concept of soullessness do you mean the soul is transient or simply does not exist soul soul means permanent thing permanent entity entity substance eternal everlasting thing is there anything like that according to buddhism no such thing if you believe such thing if you accept such things you have to forget about impermanence you cannot come to understand impermanence if you cannot understand impermanence you cannot understand unsatisfactoriness and soullessness if you cannot understand not understanding realizing if you cannot see through penetrate if you cannot see through your wisdom if you cannot see these three characteristics of existence nobody can enter the path as a stream enter so according to the teachings of the buddha in order to come to the first stage even to the first first stage you have to understand in the whole system of the world there is nothing permanent the start with you in you first you to understand from yourself that there is no permanent entity permanent thing within me to understand this when you practice inside you to give attention to this five aggregates and you to understand five through five aggregates you have to understand that there is no permanent thing within and six senses you to give attention to six senses and understand then you have to understand with the concomitant factors of the six senses concomitant factors are like i form i consciousness i contact i feeling i perception i craving all these things within all these thing, things you do not see anything permanent if you want to understand this further please read chachakka sutta six sets of six from uh, madhyama nikaya middle length says sutta number 148 read that discourse or read from sangyukta the connected discourses read the chapter uh, chapter 4 aggregates chapter where you find a sub section which is called entering entering the path the whole chapter all this i explain 
And Buddha said clearly that there is no such permanent thing. Once a certain monk went to the Buddha and asked Bhante, what is empty? Emptiness, emptiness is said Bhante. What is Bhante? Emptiness. Then Buddha said, the whole world is empty with a self. With a self or something pertaining, something related to self. That is how the Buddha said, Attenava, Attenenava. You cannot find something to be called Atta, to be called self. You cannot find something to be called self or something related to self. If something is related to self, you can say, now he, he has that, 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 there is a relationship to that self. That means self is existing. Buddha said both, not this, not that. Neither this, nor that. So in this manner, Buddha clearly said, there's no such thing. If you, the problem is, if you believe such things, no, no holy stages. Nobody can come to these holy stages. If you do not come to the holy stages, you cannot realize uh, real peace. You cannot come to the state of what you call enlightenment, liberation, no liberation. Because you have something to depend on. Ah, that is the problem. As long as you depend on something, you are not released. Like I showed you this afternoon. Consciousness depend on other factors. As long as consciousness is, is dependent on other factors, consciousness is not released, not liberated. Consciousness is to be liberated from these things. Like that, consciousness, soul is to be uh, understood as there is no such thing to be called soul, called permanent thing. The term soul is used to a permanent thing. In other faith, uh, they believe that there is a soul which is emanated from the heaven, from the creator, and eventually it is unified with the same source. And while it is here, it is transmigrates from birth to birth, giving you birth. That is what is called reincarnation. We Buddhists don't believe such things. We don't we Buddhists don't believe reincarnation. So soul is transient. Do you mean that soul is transient? If it is transient, it is not a soul. This is very clearly given in the in the six sets of six sutta. I meant I mentioned where the Buddha said, monks, if anyone says this I is myself, that is how people say. How people, even without saying, even they believe. My eye is soul. My ear is soul. Like that, different parts of the body. The body was, this body was 
classified into 32 different parts, then Buddha asks us to observe these different parts and see whether there is something permanent. When we observe these things, we don't see, not only ourselves. Even the scientists today, they do the same thing. They classify all these things and they don't see anything. So far they have not seen anything permanent. Scientists, I don't know whether they will find something in future. Hmm? No, never. Nobody can find something. Buddha said this 2600 years ago. It's clear. Nobody can say no to that. So, uh, soul is not transient. In the Sutta, if anyone says, the I is myself, Buddha said, that is not tenable. That is not tenable. That is not possible. Why? I is changing. Your I is changing. That's why we use this little gadget. Huh? I is changing. What about ear? Ear is changing. Nose is changing. Tongue is changing. This body is changing. Mind is changing. All these are changing. If something is changing, you cannot say that it is the soul. One day, if you find something not changing, tell me. Then I will accept it. Okay. What are signs of good concentration so we can uh, start Vipassana. When you practice concentration, good science means you yourself can understand your, your mind is calmed down. You have unif unification of mind, that is called unified mind, unification of mind, collectedness of mind, that is the, in other words, collectedness of mind. That means your mind is not distracted, mind is fixed. To the object. When the mind is fixed to the object, try to understand the change in nature of the object. When you understand the change in nature, change in vibration, change in understand that change in nature. So while you are observing this, you can do, you can see it intensely. Then you can understand not only this object your object of meditation, but also the external body, your body, this body. When something happened here, that is also changing. Something outside, that is also changing. Whatever comes to your mind through the six senses, that is changing. That change in nature is called impermanence. If you can understand that nature of impermanence, you can understand the other two factors as well, unsatisfactoriness and soullessness. That is Vipassana. Okay, next. Yesterday Bhantiji said people enjoy suffering. Can you please explain? Say more about this. This you to ask Bhant from Bhantiji, not from me. Huh? Now, People 
I will, I will try to give answer. People enjoy suffering. That is what people do all the time. Hmm? People go to different places. They do now, I, I guess next week or around this month, hunting season. Hunting season. What do they do? They take the gun and go wait somewhere until the deer, here this side, deer are killed. Hmm? What is that? Enjoying suffering. They enjoy, they collect suffering. Enjoy. Then they steal. When the people steal, they enjoy. That is also enjoy suffering. And sexual misconduct, they enjoy suffering. And telling lies and intoxicant, that is very clear. When the people go drinks different strong drinks, even they don't like they don't like to drink it. They can't drink it. Huh? They can't drink it. It's so strong. It's suffering. <laughs> While suffering they drink. Huh? While suffering they drink. And what you call enjoy this life means suffering. Everything, everything that you try to enjoy ends up with suffering. That is how we we suffer, but but we cannot understand why, because of our ignorance. Because of our ignorance, we cannot understand suffering. Suffering is uh, ignorance is the cause of suffering. Ignorance is the cause of suffering. So it is like a huge, huge uh, mountain cannot understand. But we think that we enjoy life, but eventually nothing to enjoy. Throughout the life we try to enjoy life, but even after uh, old age, even while you are in your bed, sick bed, your death bed, if you think of whether you enjoy life, if asked whether you really enjoyed this life, nothing. Just eat, drink, sex, sleep, die. That is what most people do. Is that what is called enjoy? So suffering is all over. But people can't understand. Only wise people, only those who have right understanding, can understand suffering, what suffering is. Okay, next question is Bhante, what is the relationship between Dukkha, Metta and mindfulness? Dukkha, Metta and mindfulness. Metta and mindfulness has a very good relationship. Dukkha is, uh, the, is the factor to be understood as uh, it is part of the Four Noble Truth, Dukkha is to be understood. 
metta and loving metta and mindfulness buddha said one day a certain devil even devils came to the buddha to listen to the dhamma not only listen they asked questions very good questions wise questions they asked one day a certain day certain devil uh, demon came to the buddha and he said if one is mindful he lives happily if one is mindful he has met, uh, he has um, satyo he can lives happily he is mindful and even he has no anger no hate he said then the buddha said simply being mindful you cannot cut off hate resentment hatred due to practice metta 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 and mindfulness should be blended should go together when practice that is why we recommend to practice metta first and then switch to mindfulness of breathing even in the metta discourse which we recite every day before we take our lunch where it is said etang satin adithayya etang satin here etang satin means metta and sati together etang satin adithayya that's this metta consciousness together with mindfulness should be determined if you practice with a determination if you practice metta together with mindfulness this is called etang satin adithayya brahma metang viharang idang ahu this uh, is called noble living brahma metang vihara so that is the relationship these two three concepts are of course very significant dukkha is to be understood as truth it the cause of dukkha is to be abandoned the uh, cessation of dukkha is to be realized and the path leading to the cessation of dukkha is to be developed okay next question is what is buddhist rebirth what is buddhist rebirth what is the relationship between this life next life previous life who controls which realm to re uh, to birth into who designed the system that buddha uh, realized there are five questions here <laughs> you were told not to write too many question in one paper hmm? it's all right 
short questions, so it's okay. Yeah, don't use big papers and write uh, many questions. That, that's very important. We decided lately, we uh, understood that sometimes people write down many questions in the same paper, big paper, and then we read like the like reading the newspaper <laughs> and try to give answers. And finally, only one person's questions were answered. So that's right. Okay, let's take one by one. What is Buddhist rebirth? Buddhist rebirth. Buddhists do not believe rebirth. I, earlier I said Buddhists do not believe reincarnation. Okay? Buddhists do not believe reincarnation. Now I say Buddhists do not believe rebirth. Then what do we believe? What do we accept? It is not mere belief. We accept. What do we accept? Re-becoming. Re-becoming means we become again. Rebirth means born again. Born again like. Right? Like born, born again Christians. Hmm? Like that. Born again. You birth. You born again as you were. That is the meaning. Rebirth means you are born again as you are. Now you are humans, next life necessarily you to be born as humans. Animals, next life only as animals, like that. There is that particular tendency to give uh, meaning that it rebirth. Therefore we don't take that also. Because Buddha has not used that particular term. Buddha used the term that is re-becoming, punabhava. Pali term is punabhava. If you like, write down the Pali word. Punabhava. P-U-N-A-B-B-H-A. V-A. Punabhava. <coughs> Okay, what is the relationship between this life, next life, and previous life? Okay, previous life, this life, and next life. Relationship, who keeps this relationship? Consciousness. Our consciousness. Not only consciousness, consciousness, our consciousness cannot fly. Our consciousness uh, cannot go to one, go from one place to another place alone, like a, like an arrow. But consciousness always, together with feeling, perception, volitional formation, and consciousness. All these together with some subtle form of form. Some subtle form of form. That means while we are living, just like five fingers together. We live just like this, five fingers together. When we die, we leave behind one. What is that? This corporeality, this physicality, this gross form of physicality. But subtle form of form 
should be should merged with this four and then all together uh, reach another place that is with changing because all these are ever changing ever changing process all these are what you call energy uh, energy what is not energy in the world if there is nothing if, uh, if there is one thing called that it is not energy that is what is called soul energy means changing energy means changing everything is changing the things there are things which are changing faster so the energy of the things is gauge according to the uh, that uh, rapidity of changing like mind mind is the fastest energy in the world that means mind is changing rapidly faster than all other things in science it is said light but in buddhism it is said mind okay next question is so the relationship of the three uh, three lives is kept because of our consciousness who controls which realm to birth into who who is the wrong wrong attack to ask questions in that way you cannot say who huh? we because things happen interdependently things exist interdependently you cannot say who who is lighting like that who gives this light you cannot say who gives this light because it is wrong it's wrong conception that is what happened to us who eat when we say who eat we normally say i eat who is i where is i no such person to be called i which part is i nose tongue ear eyes what what part is called i oh i here everything is interdependently existing that is how we have to see things so controls with which realm to be born is controlling is our energy special energy there is a special energy what is that special energy of the five aggregates form form aggregate form then feeling perception volitional formation ah that is the one volitional formation what do you call that karma volitional formations means karma it is the karma mainly because of our karma karma decides where to go to which realm there is a stanza the buddha said once the buddha said all beings die all beings die
sabbe satta marisanti maranam tang jivitam the life ends with death all beings die life ends with death thereafter according to one's volitional actions done thereafter he or she will go go to where those who have done unwholesome deeds will lead to a woeful state purgatory life hell seven those who have done unwholesome deeds those who have done wholesome deeds will lead to heavens good places even human realms those who have done good deeds therefore buddha recommended do more and more good deeds wholesome deed so karma is the decision maker who designed the system that buddha realized as buddha himself realized nobody designed buddha designed himself buddha himself decide designed according to his realization that is what is called experiential wisdom okay why does the mind get distracted next question why does the mind get distracted that is the problem hmm? that is why we have to wait uh, many years to concentrate our mind mind is distracted because it is changing it is changing faster than all other things i said this earlier mind is changing faster than all other things therefore it is distracted the nature of mind is given in the dhamma pada the verses of the dhamma where there are 420 423 different verses in which there are 26 chapters there is one particular chapter named mind read that one to understand the nature of mind buddha said it is so subtle mind is so subtle difficult to see difficult to uh, understand sududdhasang sunipunang yatta kama nipatinang it drops wherever it likes not i like wherever it wherever it likes it drops wherever it goes yatta kama nipatinang chittasya damato sadhu it is good that you train your mind tamed your mind when the when the mind is tamed it brings you happiness and again the buddha said flicker in fickle mind flicker in fickle mind is the nature of mind like this flicker in fickle mind pandanam chapalam chittam durakkam difficult to guard dunnivarayam difficult to cover durangamam it goes far distance ekacharam lives in the heart inside asarira no body 
गुहा से हम लिवस दमतो साधु इट इज गुड दैट टू टेम योर माइंड चित्तांग गुत्तांग सुखाभाव इफ यू प्रोटेक्ट योर माइंड इट ब्रिंग्स यू हैप्पीनेस लाइक दैट सो माइंड इज फास्ट चेंज इन फास्ट दैन ऑल अदर थिंग्स दैट इज वाई इट इज डिस्ट्रैक्टेड बट बुद्ध सेड यू कैन कंट्रैक्टेड इट यू कैन कंट्रोल इट यू कैन concentrate your mind you can concentrate your mind and see true humans as humans we all have that potentiality that ability okay dear bantes earlier you spoke of jati meaning birth i believe i have heard jati as being synonymous with various forms of classification and if so might there be double meaning in regards to signless awareness signless awareness i don't know what do you mean by signless awareness okay as uh, in classification concepts in classification concepts categories themselves are what give gives birth to fettered or cons- concocted experience well jati means birth now the question is whether ja- the jati the term jati means birth or uh different categories yes you know when you take a term different terms have different meanings even when you take one word you find different meanings hmm? jati the term jati has different meanings like jati is birth in this particular context ah, that is the that is how you to understand words according to the context that context according to this context jati means birth buddha said jati is uh, dukkha jati is dukkha jara jati jara vyadi marana all these are dukkha jati when you say like when you want to say different things like this kind things and say books or papers different things ah uh, then you can say jati different jati ah uh, different jati that means different categories that is another meaning of jati and again you can say uh, my my jati 
my jati means my nationality jati is nationality huh? when you talk about nationality when you talk about your race what is your race what is your jati hmm? which jati like that different meanings so we have to understand such things we have to understand according to the context classification concept categories the same thing so right like that different jati terms are to be understood according to that context okay next does the concept of the bardo exist in theravada theravadan buddhism what is this bardo what is bardo b a r d o bardo hmm? bardo bardo is a concept of uh, the consciousness they believe the consciousness is roaming after one's death consciousness is roaming before going to another place that consciousness is called bardo in uh, other traditions it is called gandab gandab Uh, in buddhism in theravada buddhism we don't uh, use this term bardo but uh, gandabba is sometimes used but even that is not in the original discourses later works you find the word gandabba for that that means consciousness reaching after one's death the consciousness is reaching towards to a, to a mother's womb while reaching the mother's womb and during that time it is called gandab it is the consciousness buddha said once you die your consciousness reaches to the mother's womb consciousness not only consciousness together with other factors that is how it is said so this is according to tibetan tradition uh, vajrayana tradition tibetan tradition they use the term bardo okay what is your opinion of secular buddhism does one have to believe in the buddhist cosmology to be uh, buddhist ah, two questions okay secular buddhism you know buddha did not teach us even buddhism buddha taught us dhamma so the term buddhism was coined lately buddhism is not an ism that term is wrong buddhism is not an ism however now there are different sect after passing away of the buddha many different sectarianism arose sectarianism arose after that before that 
during the time of the Buddha, no such differences, only Dhamma. People simply followed the Dhamma. They attained enlightenment. They practiced Dhamma. They did not follow different traditions. Hmm? Now there are a lot of traditions, many different traditions, many different sects. Hmm? Not only in Buddhism, in other religions as well. There are many different sects, different schools. So we have to understand to follow the word of the Buddha. Now when you say secular Buddhism, that means you don't follow a particular tradition. You try to follow your own way. Hmm? Secular things. Secular things. Secular Buddhism or whatever Buddhism, if you follow, if you practice, if you know and see three principles which I told you this afternoon, first and foremost, the square-shaped thing. These are the things in the world. In the world, whole world, you can see three signs, square-shaped things in the world. Then you can see round, circle, circular things. Then you can see triangle things. Buddha realized these three. What is, what is the square-shaped thing? Four noble truths. Then the circle is the dependent origination. Then the triangle is the three characteristics of existence. Whatever tradition, whatever Buddhism, secular Buddhism, Sri Lankan Buddhism, Taiwan Buddhism, American Buddhism, Thailand Buddhism, whatever Buddhism, whoever Buddhist, that is how I put it, whoever Buddhist, if they learn, practice, know and see these three, they are Buddhist. That is, what, that is how I see. That is how I explain it. Second question is, Buddhist cosmology, uh, okay. does one have to believe in the Buddhist cosmology to be a Buddhist? You don't want to believe this to become a Buddhist. What is the way to become a Buddhist? You to understand the Buddha's teaching. You have to follow the Buddha, Dhamma and the Sangha, triple gem. That is the way to become a Buddhist. Then you have to become a virtuous person. Buddha said this, once a certain person, his own, uh, one of his uh, brother, cousin, came to the Buddha and asked, how should one become a follower of the Buddha. Then Buddha said, to, be, uh, to become a follower of the Buddha, you follow, go to the Buddha for refuge, Dhamma for refuge, Sangha for refuge, Buddha and Saranang, uh, Buddha, go to the Buddha for refuge, Dhamma for refuge, Sangha for refuge. And then he asked, how should one become a virtuous one? Buddha introduced five precepts, like that. So you don't want to believe all these things. You don't want to believe anything. Not only, not only cosmology, 
You don't want to believe anything, but you have to follow certain things. First of all, first and foremost, you have to come to the right path. Avoid wrong path and come to right path. Avoid wrong path means what is the first thing in the wrong path? You see wrong understanding. Give up wrong understanding. Then you come right understanding. Then if you have wrong understanding, then your thought, thinking pattern is wrong. Therefore, avoid your wrong thinking pattern, then come to right thinking pattern. That is what is called right thoughts. Then right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration, right knowledge, Right liberation. Oh, that's the way. Avoid wrong, wrong path and come to the right path. That is the things to be followed, to be understood and followed. Not to believe these things. But if you do not believe these things, what happens? If you do not believe previous lives, uh, next life, if you do not believe what is good as good, bad as bad, if you do not believe supporting parents is good, uh, if you don't believe spontaneous beings, who are they? Spontaneous beings are spirits, good spirits and bad spirits, like hungry ghosts, huh? like devas. Here in this hole there are devas, now they are waiting. For what? They are waiting until the end of this retreat because they know at the end the people share merit with them. Uh, they are waiting for merit. There are many deities. Hmm? So we have to accept, not simply believe, but according to our teachings, according to our uh, logical uh, re reasoning logically when we think we can understand such things because they are not from outside they are our own people good people who did good, good deeds and after their death they become devas those who are doing unwholesome deeds they after their death they become pretas hungry ghosts so that we can accept it so we accept such things. If we do not accept such things, that is called mitcha ditti. Wrong view. Your view is wrong. Buddha said, what, what would happen to those who have wrong view? Buddha said, they have only two destinations. It's a danger. That is the danger of being wrong view. You have those who have wrong views, they have two destinations, either hell or in animal realms. That is the danger. That is why we have to come to right path. Okay, next. You know, time flies. Okay.
in other okay. in other buddhist community one claim that he is able to see his previous life he also claims that he has the ability to see other people's previous life should i believe him no you should not believe him if you are a buddhist don't believe if you are not a buddhist believe it if you follow the buddha reason reason out try to understand if not what do we care what if other people can read previous life let them to read their previous life we don't want to worry about that hmm? we don't want to believe we don't want to even we don't want to worry about such things hmm? that is that is the problem today people now there are some people they even in the internet they use internet they use different websites to show that they have attained different stages like stream enters one sitaners non returners enlightened ones even so we try to try to follow them we try to understand or try to uh, go to see them or do some sub things my opinion is we don't want to go we don't want to follow such things such persons we follow the dhamma buddha's teaching if we go to see them if we some simply follow them we one day we would be able to understand that we we don't follow the right way therefore simply let them to do their own things when somebody says that I, he is enlightened enlightened person say sadhu very good sadhu mm-hmm. i sit here meditate hmm you sit somewhere meditate if you become an enlightened one that is what is important for you not the enlightenment of the other person is not that important okay next question is bante ji mentioned yesterday that the purpose of life is to understand and recognize impermanence because it is the only path to awakening however he also mentioned that for 72 years of meditative journey he does not encountered one single awakened person then how do we know if we are on the right path so many uh, people must have followed the teaching to try his or her best to learn and recognize impermanence but so we so few people have succeeded and become awakened if the path is so clear why is it so difficult 
and so we are to become awakened. This is the second page. <laughs> ah, okay. So this is about the <laughs> bit quite quite related to the earlier question. You know, for this there is a sutta. You can read that sutta in the Majjhima the Middle End Saints. I cannot remember the number. The name of the sutta is Ganaka Moggallana Sutta. Uh, Ganaka Moggallana. He came to the Buddha and asked the same question. Then the Buddha said, Suppose... Uh, Suppose a person wants to visit uh, the other city, right? Suppose we are here and now one person wants to visit New York. Then you tell him, as you know very well the route, you tell him the direction, give him the directions. But he takes the directions he writes down, even he writes down directions properly, but he he goes the other side, not towards 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 New York. He goes to the other side. Like such things happen. Or a person while telling him the directions, he does not listen to it. He does not take it properly does not give attention. With that, he misunderstands. Like that, such things happen, and it is because of such things, people cannot understand this dharma, cannot uh, come to the end of suffering. So this is uh, uh, very uh, beautifully illustrated in that particular discourse. You can read that discourse. It's a very interesting one. yeah, it is true that we cannot see we cannot see a person because those who really uh, realize these things they don't reveal they don't reveal such things. But there are people they say that they have attained, and even not they themselves, but their followers try to try to uh, say that. Our teacher has attained different levels. He has attained enlightenment like that. There are people, there are even monks. Hmm? They are followers. They want to promote their teachers. In order to promote their teacher, to keep them, elevated them to a certain degree, certain levels, they say that our teacher attained enlightenment. But teacher does not know even that. The uh, followers they want to do such thing, but when we practice, it is clear. As the path is clear, the Buddha has very clearly uh, taught us this path. When we even think of this, we can understand that this is a clear path. Even the the intellectuals. The, those intelligent people, hmm? those uh, who are called wise people, 
when they read this when they read the dhamma that is why day by day many people want to understand buddhism understand not the rituals not the religion but dhamma they want to understand this dhamma they want to understand this technique of meditation that is why they come to understand this dhamma because it is very clearly mentioned there is a particular way to practice not in not as in other faith even hmm? buddha has given a particular way to practice samatha and vipassana together vipassana is nowhere else hmm? samatha is practice in other almost in other all all other faith samatha is practice but not vipassana vipassana is practice taught here only in the teaching of the buddha that is the difference because if if you if you don't believe a soul then in other faith it's a problem self or soul creator are interrelated if you believe a soul you have to believe a creator if you believe a creator you have to believe a soul that is the problem uh in buddhism you don't don't believe both this it is because of that the wise people think that is a path yeah, there is a right path for us to follow you don't depend on as long as you depend on something what happens can you find release can you find liberation liberation means you become one but no single things no single no single existence in the world in the whole system of the world the whole system of the universe things are interdependently existent like this two things together always there should be two things to exist okay <clears throat> next question what lies beyond stream entry and how to reach this fruition stream entry is the first stage first thing then you know to enter the path as a stream entry there are 10 fetters 10 different uh, defilements these 10 different of the 10 the one who cuts off first three is called stream enterer of the 10 petters the one who cuts off the uh, first three is called stream enterer then you can continue practice further when you practice further you can attenuate you can weaken the next two next two fetters when you weaken the next two fetters then you are called once written 
when you become a stream enterer you know that you will not be born in hells you know that you will not be born in animal realms you will not be born in hungry ghost realm definitely you will attain full enlightenment within seven lifetimes maximum seven lifetime that means you can decide you can cut off your sansaric journey and you know that you will be born in sansara only seven more times maximum seven more times in our case we know never know we don't know how many lifetimes that we will have to be born again so the one who cuts off the first three and next two attenuate next two is called once returner that means he will return here only one more time he will be born in he- in a heaven and then he will come back to this world and he will finish his sansaric journey that means he will attain enlightenment and the next one the one who cuts off the first five petals is called non returner after that after his death he will be born in a, in a particular heaven which is called uh, pure abodes he can finish his sansaric journey over there that is why he will no, not return he is called never returner or non returner and the one who cuts off all the 10 petals is called arahan the enlightened one so those are the uh, those are the next questions okay next question is is it dukkha to be attached attached to a state of deep meditation is it dukkha to be attached to a state of deep meditation how do we um, advance our practice without attachment dukkha uh, that is attachment to deep meditation with the attachment to deep meditation is dukkha is the question that is not an attachment when you develop your mind your uh, wish your desire it is it is not any longer attachment you don't have attachment to that but you have will that is your will to do this will power you you have energy you have by that time you have uh, right understanding you have confidence energy mindfulness concentration and wisdom since you have these five spiritual faculties you do not attach to you do not cling to that at the beginning at the very beginning you cling to such things like the first jhana when you have first jhana when you see the sign the light then you grasp it 
Uh, that is what is called clinging. But when you go further, when you practice, de develop further, you do not cling to this because you know that it is attachment. You know that it is not right to cling to such things. Then you, you, you make your effort. You have effort. That is what is called uh, practicing ardently. The Buddha said practice ardently. You have clear comprehension. Since you have clear comprehension, you do not attach to that. Then you, are, you have mindfulness and your mind is equanimous mind. Such good qualities are developed. Since you have such good qualities, you do not, you do not attach to that. But uh, with will, you continue your meditation. That is not attachment, that is, that is not dukkha. Okay, next. Please comment on the subjective nature of suffering. For example, a son and daughter lose their mother in death to an illness. The son experiences great grief, dukkha, for wishing, for losing his mother. But the daughter feels peace, even joy, since she understands her mother is uh, released. Released, I guess. Released from, uh, released from suffering and also uh, understands impermanence. They both experience the same event, but for one there is suffering but not the other. Please con comment about suffering subjective. Okay. This say this incident, this situation, uh, what is our role? We have to understand that. Now the mother is going to say die. Mother is going to die. Brother is, since he does not know this, he is grieved. He has dukkha. Sister, she knows it. Therefore, she does not uh, have dukkha. That is, that is the uh, explanation here. So, but as a good sister, your role is not played here. You are not doing your, your you are not playing your role. Your role here is to teach your brother. Your role is to uh, teach your mother also how to face this situation. Mother is uh, going to die, but mother herself is not clearly understanding. You yourself is, for some extent, you yourself is not understanding. Because you say that her... Uh, her mother is released from suffering. 
Is she going to release? When, she, when one is dying, is she going to release? That is how people believe here. That is why they try to sleep their pets. Hmm? Try to give short and sleep uh, their pets. No, that's wrong. It's not release. Sometimes you send him to a hell. You support to send him to the hell. If you shoot, if you give, give, if you shoot, such things happen. So as to understand such situations, we have to as practitioners. Now, as we are practicing Dhamma, we have to support the dying person with Dhamma. We have to share with them good thoughts. We have to share with them and we have to, uh, we have to help to arouse their good deeds to understand what they have done, good things, good things done in their lives. Suppose your mom, you know well what your mom did, good deeds, whatever good deeds, you have to remind such good deeds. And you, you can teach them, teach her to be mindful of breath, mindful of her body, understand this five aggregates, understand the six senses, that is the best thing that you can do in such a situation. And your own siblings, when they weep well in such a situation, you can teach them also, you can share what you know. You can, you can calm down, calm them down. You can teach them what is Dukkha, uh, teach them how to uh, release their mind, how to calm down themselves like that. So that is uh, how we have to understand and uh, the nature of suffering. We all have to suffer. But we have, to, we have to understand Dhamma even for some extent, some limited extent, if we can understand Dhamma, we can be uh, calmed down and we can uh, understand things better and face it uh, in a dharmic manner, dharmic way. Okay, next question. All sensory pleasures lead to suffering how oh, we how are we to think about or oh, enjoy or oh, good mm, good meal beautiful sunset etc all sensory pleasures lead to suffering well we know that everything is uh, heading to suffering, but we simply, we should not uh, suffer on things, but we have to understand the positive side of the things. When you see sunset, you have to enjoy it. When you see a beautiful flower, you have to enjoy that flower. Beautiful things are to be enjoyed. It's all right. But how can we put this into Dhamma? 
we have to understand even though it is beautiful, it is changing, fading. That is why we offer these flowers. Buddha don't Buddha does not want these flowers. Buddha is not here. We do we offer flowers with that idea. We offer these flowers saying this flower is beautiful, it's colourful, it has good shape, it is it's it has a good fragrance, smell is good, just like me. It's bloomed flower. It's just like me. And within a couple of days this flower fade away and come rotten, fade away. Then we throw this away. Ah, just like me. My life. That's the meaning. So just like that, you have to admire what is to be admired. We have to enjoy, we have to enjoy what is to be enjoyed. It's alright. But we have to keep it in our mind this itself is changing. This itself is anicca. Whatever is anicca, it is dukkha. Whatever is anicca and dukkha is not self. Ah, three characteristics. Okay, two more. Bhante, is it a bad thing to be sad when someone you love dies as long as you don't go into a deep depression? Is it a bad thing to be sad? To be sad is bad. Huh? To be sad is bad. When someone you love dies. You know, that is why we want to Dhamma. If we know Dhamma, instead sad, instead sad, to become sad, we think according to Dhamma. This is the nature. Ah, that is how you have to understand. Sad, to become sad is uh, unwholesome. Therefore, we don't become sad, sorrow, uh, crying too much. Too, it is true that according to uh, in such a situations, we feel uh, when, when somebody very close is dying, it's a sad situation, but we have to calm down ourselves. We have to understand the nature of things, whatever is the Buddha's saying. You have to remember some sayings of the Buddha. Hmm? Like, whatever is in the nature of arising, it is in the nature of perishing, passing. Ah, that's, the way. that's the way. All conditioned things are impermanent. See, this is the Buddha said. All things are impermanent. Then is this permanent? Whatever comes to be should go, should perish. Such things. Then we can uh, console ourselves. 
be uh, try to remember some dhamma verses or some teachings of the buddha then we can calm down ourselves without going to that depression hmm? okay ah last one is an empty one okay friends that the last one and thank you very much let's continue our practice so before before practicing you can take few minutes break come back to practice you need to practice until 9 o'clock sadhu 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 take couple minutes break and come back